suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother, J.S., to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today, we introduce Intolerance, How Long Has This Been Going On? Part 2. And for those of you brave culture warriors bent on stopping the free flow of ideas, the spread of words that trigger you, scare you, threaten you, and would send you screaming to a safe zone, free from what you define as hate speech, and from which you need protection in order that you be able to face another day on planet Earth, I say hello. And to those of you resisting those culture warriors, I say, hey, thanks for joining us, and let's get started. And for all of you, may your therapy dog provide you with all the comfort you need, and he, she, they, or whatever pronoun you think attaches to and best defines your pet's sexual orientation or gender over which you have no control and for whom you serve only as guardian, may you live in peace by shutting other people up. Okay, let's get started. Now, we had concluded our last podcast by stating that out of an existential fear that their world power might be trampled upon or, or crushed completely even due to the thinking of And speaking of the ideas, theories, concepts of expressed by very smart, very bright men, the Catholic Church took the irrational, indefensible path which led to censorship, book burning, and execution to shut up the very voices of of all whom had things to say all of which terrified, threatened, and offended and triggered the Catholic Church. We were going to um, reveal some of the evidence which, no no pun intended here, tends to speak for itself. Now, you can be the judge of what we suggest is irrational behavior on the part of the world's most powerful institution of its day, a day defined as, well, 16 millennia in length. It's a long, a long freaking time in our estimation. But the evidence of Catholic Church irrationality includes the, the Catholic Church was moved to create an index of banned books to protect the morality of its apparently very weak, sensitive flock that might be offended, you know, triggered, or perhaps even tempted by all that was said or written by heretics, blasphemers, and the morally depraved. And at various points in the nearly four-century-long existence of the Catholic Church's index of banned books, since since 19, since 1600, the authors 
I will, I will mention in the next moment or two, have managed to find that all or some parts of their works terrified the Catholic Church so sufficiently they were entered into its index of banned books. And the only response the church thought reasonable, as it were, um, was to outright ban these books, ban the speech of those they found offensive and triggery. More and more, they doubled down on the idiocy that was censorship. And, and I want you to listen to how, you know, just insane, how shameful is this list of banned authors, banned book, censored by Catholic Church authorities? The censored thinkers include the following. Let me start with French satirist, you know, comedian, Honoré de Balzac. Well, first of all, before I even go on, let me admit, I have done business deals all over the world. All over the world. You know, Australia, New Zealand, um, the Netherlands, Germany, England. Uh, I've been throughout the Scandinavian nations, Ireland. But I, I have to tell you, whenever I had meetings in, in France, I'd leave the meetings, leave those meetings and say, what just happened? I had no idea what went on. We had served coffee in nice little little cups that Napoleon and Josephine would have drank out of. But I, but I never could figure out what just happened in the meeting with the French. So let's, let's go on beyond Balzac. The Catholic Church banned the following um, philosophers. Just, I mean, off the top of my head. Epicurus, Lucretius. Rousseau, Spinoza. Now, I would say, now that I mentioned Spinoza, this was a man who uniquely was not only banned by the Catholic Church, he was banned by Jewish organizations as well. So Spinoza seemed to piss off most of the world. But the Catholic Church also banned the works of Voltaire, Montaigne, Montesquieu, um, Blaise Pascal, Immanuel Kant, John Wycliffe. I mean, these guys were Greeks, um, French, German, Dutch, English. You, you got to admit, the Catholic Church cast a wide net when it came to banning books, forbidding people read the works of. And, and, and we're just beginning. The Catholic Church then moved on into the political arena where it banned the works of Machiavelli, John Stuart Mill, John Locke. I mean... Then we go to the novelists. I mean, there's too many to even mention, but I'll mention a few. Victor Hugo made the list for penning Les Miserables. And then I take a special joy in recognizing that the Catholic Church banned The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you get it. Emile Zola, Dante. I mean, the Catholic Church even found offense with poets. Heinrich Heine, German. English poet. John Milton for Paradise Lost. What about historian um, Edward Gibbon for having produced the decline and fall of the Roman Empire? That was on the banned book list. And it should go, it, it should go literally without saying that the very frustrated, anal retentive, I, I mean, all the writings of this guy, Martin Luther made their way onto the index of banned books, and that should not be surprising. 
all the men I just mentioned had written books, poems, they had authored treatises or histories, which consisted of words, expressions, phraseology, uh, theories, ideas, philosophies, concepts that the Catholic Church found offensive and which triggered and threatened them. Church response to any ideas they felt, and remember, this is way before Oprah Winfrey, the church felt threatened, you know, and their cocoon of safe space was in jeopardy and was for 1,600 years. It, and it looks very much like America in 2022, in which self-identified, offended, aggrieved parties, victimized subsets of societies, you know, our society, outcasts, those whom self-identify or portray themselves as being discriminated against, decide such offender must be banned, ostracized, you know, canceled, vilified, fired forevermore. Forevermore. I think that's the name of a Led Zeppelin song, uh, you know, from like around 1970. But I, I had promised already no more rock song references. Um, anyway, the, the, the Catholic Church didn't then, and now offended parties don't now. They can't respond with better argument. They're afraid to debate any matter that's claimed offensive. Back then, they used to scream, blasphemy. They'd label you a heretic. You know, blasphemy, heretic, game over. Game over? Game, set, match. No defense permitted. No offense, no defense allowed. And as a, as a heretic back then, they canceled you. And if possible, they, they, they'd burn you, the offender, at the stake. Now, self-righteous um, censors, they'll call you a racist, guilty of implicit bias, white privilege, toxic masculinity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Very scary stuff. White male patriarchy. And, and possessing similar derogatory traits for which, there, I have to admit, there are no defenses available to you if you're charged with these things. No response is even possible. And by the way, none are allowed even. Banned, canceled, hounded, ostracized, fired from your job, all but strung up. But before we move along in this argument that censorship, book burning, um, banning free speech is truly a pox on human society, uh, let's spend a moment digesting just this, this one fact totem. The, you know, the Catholic Church placed on its banned book, you know, in index of banned book list, works by those political thinkers like, you know, Victor Hugo, John Stuart Mill, John Locke, and historians like Ed, Edward Gibbon. But on what basis, I ask, on it, if, if a banned book index is in fact deemed necessary, by the way, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying if it were deemed necessary by the Catholic Church to protect their flock from gross indecency, insult, moral depriv deprivations, one imagines. I mean, how is the following possible? How is it possible you would have a banned book list, forbidden books to read, 
And you don't place Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf on the banned book index list. How can this be? Has there ever been a book more disturbing in nature, in context, than Mein Kampf? This is, this is not my opinion only. The noted historian, war historian, Ian Kershaw, of whose, whom I've read, I've read many of his books, he observed that several passages, at least, in Mein Kampf are undeniably of a genocidal nature. Hitler had written that the nationalization of our masses will succeed only when, aside from uh, all the positive struggle for the soul of our people, their international poisoners are exterminated. I mean, that's how I remember it. Exterminated. Hitler's words seem pretty clear to me. Extermination is a concept that leaves little room for imagination. You're not going to spend a lot of time thinking, what did he mean by extermination? The debate as to the meaning of the word extermination isn't necessary. We get the picture, mind Fuhrer. You know, similarly, when in recent times, for example, Louis Farrakhan was questioned as to whether his remarks and his writings meant that he... Um, he, he was an anti-Semite. Farrakhan responded, I'm not an anti-Semite. I'm an anti-termite. <laughs> well, Lewis, Lewis I, 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 th- I think we get the picture. So, back to Hitler. Back to the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church did not place Hitler's shocking, yet incredibly boring and pedantic tome on its index of banned books list. How could this be? The Catholic Church did not ban the book in 1925 when Hitler wrote it from his prison cell. They didn't ban it in 1945 when he had organized the killing already of 6 million Jews and shot himself along with his wife of 10 minutes, um, Eva Braun, you know, in his bunker. And they didn't ban it in the next 20 years thereafter when the Catholic Church maintained the index before shutting it down in 1966. This seems to be more than an oversight, I'd reckon. This was an indictment. This was an insult to humanity. The institution concludes it needs to ban books to protect its faithful from reading disgusting, morally reprehensible, dangerous material. Okay, yet does not add to the index a book calling for the extermination of a specific subset of humanity. I mean, come on now. Doesn't this seem remotely, does this seem remotely reasonable to you? Especially when coming from a religious institution? Now, come on, tell me. Would you think this refusal to add Mein Kampf to the banned book index list to be indicia? I mean, this is evidence, God forbid, of anti-Semitism on the part of this institution. Would you not agree? I mean, it's just a question I ask in, in, for reflection. Several ideas come to my mind at this point. Number one, the very announcement, an idea, a song, a book, a film, a piece of art, you know, that has been banned. The, the very announcement of such by some authority, does nothing but increase 
the demand, the desire by people to want to get their hands on this piece of art, this book, this film, this song. People want to see it. They want to hear it. They want to touch it even more. What is forbidden is desired. I mean, Lady, Lady Chatterley's lover. I am curious, yellow. The, what about deep throat? I mean, even the song Eva Destruction by Barry Maguire in like, I don't know, 1964 was banned from certain U.S. radio stations, which meant that kids, teenagers who were opposed to the Vietnam War, they really wanted to hone in on those lyrics that were found so offensive. The book Second Sex by um, Simone de Beauvier. It was a you know feminist diatribe. It was banned by the Vatican, ensuring that women all over the world, all over the world, wanted to get their hands on this hot piece of literature, no doubt. What about Jackie Collins? When she released her first book, The World is Full of Married Men, um, in 1968. By, by that time, the, the index of uh, banned books, the Catholic Church had put that well, put it to bed quietly if you would get the pun. Um, but Jackie Collins' book was uniquely banned by this triumvirate, Australia, New Zealand, and the Communist Party in China. You know, romantic um, novelist uh, Barbara Cortland had called, had called Collins' book nasty, filthy, disgusting, um, and had suggested that Jackie Collins had created every pervert that lived in Britain. <laughs> okay. You know, by, by the way, I would suggest perverts may well have liked that book. But guess what? And, and by the way, I don't know that they did. I'm just suggesting that perverts probably did like it. I, I don't know about that for sure. What I do know is that as I speak to these words to you right now, one in every 14 people on planet Earth, which means you know, a great number of women, have purchased one of Jackie Collins' nasty, filthy, disgusting books about desire, adultery, love, lust, betrayal. You know, so... You put a book on the, the banned book list, it's going to sell. And I should tell you, she has sold 500 million books. Yes, that's right. 500 million books. Hmm. All right. So then number two, I want bad books, bad ideas published. I want them out there. I want them in the public domain where they can be argued. They can be refuted. Better ideas will be conveyed and hopefully refute the nonsense. I believe an educated response is our only defense against ignorance, our only defense. Let's get this stuff out there. Number three, I ask this question. Wouldn't the world have been better off had Mein Kampf been read by more people, not fewer people? What about, what about this? What if more heads of state and influential world political leaders had read Hitler's Mein Kampf, knew more about Hitler and his diabolical ideas and his intentions? Uh, might not the world 
have been less susceptible to his lies, less gullible, and more certain that Adolf Hitler meant what he said. And, and we all would have been better off had a firmer stand been taken by the free world against Adolf Hitler earlier. I asked that question. Might we conclude that there, there would be so much less horror that would have taken place, been experienced by the world, had they read Mein Kampf? Forewarned really is forearmed. <sighs> Number four. If, just an idea, if printed again, how about the idea Mein Kampf be printed only in red ink to symbolize all the bloodshed Hitler's mad ideas provoked? How about that? Would you go with that? Banning books is fruitless. Spreading good ideas, spreading good arguments is the only hope for a civilized society. So claim I. And on that note, I thank you for listening. Have a good day and goodbye. Inside came just yesterday made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Time can't be returned Misguided and all of my own At least that's what I thought I failed to see that I believed Everything I'm also Can she forgive me?
Can't you forget? Can't you keep us from falling apart? 